Hello, this is Supriti from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Monday, the 3rd of May. India registered over 368,000 new coronavirus cases, taking the tally in the country to over 1 crore 99 lakhs. This is the second consecutive day that the daily infection count has dropped after crossing the 4 lakh mark on Saturday. The death toll climbed by 3,417, taking the total tally to more than 2 lakh 18,000. Delhi has been replaced by Andhra Pradesh today in the top five states, reporting the most number of cases. Andhra Pradesh reported over 23,000 cases, while Delhi registered a little over 20,000 cases yesterday. Maharashtra continues to lead the list, both in daily cases and in number of deaths. with about 56000 cases and 696 deaths in the last 24 hours the supreme court has directed the center to revisit its covid-19 vaccine pricing policy saying it would prima facie result in a detriment to the right to public health a bench headed by justice dy chandrachud said as of date the manufacturers have suggested two different prices a lower price which is applicable to the center and a higher price which is applicable to the quantities purchased by state governments the bench said and i quote whether or not essential vaccines will be made available to them will depend upon the decision of each state government based on its own finances on whether or not the vaccine should be made available free or should it be subsidized and if so to what extent this will create disparity across the nation the vaccinations being provided to citizens constitute a valuable public good and quote prol reported that pfizer's chief executive officer albert borla said on monday that the pharmaceutical company was in talks with the indian government for an expedited approval pathway for use of its coronavirus vaccine in the country borla said and i quote pfizer is aware that access to vaccines is critical to ending this pandemic unfortunately our vaccine is not registered in india although our application was submitted months ago end quote However the company said that the medicines will be made available immediately and they would work closely with the Indian government and the NGO partners to get them to where they are needed most Yesterday the union government approached the Delhi High Court seeking recall of its order to supply medical oxygen to the national capital The court had asked the center to supply 490 metric tons of oxygen and to arrange cryogenic tankers and warned of contempt proceedings if the center did not comply The central government through solicitor general Tushar Mehta said that great harm would be caused to the system in place and said we are objecting to the shifting of liability meanwhile the supreme court today told the center that delhi's deficit oxygen supply must be rectified on or before midnight today as this blame game continues doctors have appealed to the delhi government to create a centralized triage system for covid patients the indian express reported Speaking to the publication, Dr. Sumitre, medical superintendent at Holy Family Hospital, said, and I quote: "There are people who are running around in the heat trying to find a bed when their oxygen levels are 70. This should not be happening. The government must create a system where patients can go, and then they are assigned hospitals. The government will have to step in." End quote. This issue has been raised several times by Delhi hospitals, saying the lack of a centralized system. forces them to issue SOS pleas on social media among those SOS pleas was Batra Hospital in South Delhi's Mehrauli where eight covid patients including a senior doctor 
died after oxygen stocks ran out on Saturday. Authorities at the private facility said yesterday that they were still struggling for supplies and have stopped new admissions. You can read Nidhi Suresh and Deeksha Munjal's detailed report on the incident on our website. It is titled, We Lost So Horribly. Batra Hospital sees eight patients die as oxygen runs out. The Uttar Pradesh government yesterday announced that it would launch a mega COVID testing campaign in villages across the state from May 4. The objective of the campaign is to contain and end the COVID surge in rural areas and protect villages at any cost. The decision was taken at a review meeting chaired by Chief Minister Adityanath. Uttar Pradesh's COVID caseload remains high, though its active cases dropped below 3 lakhs on Sunday for the first time in six days. The state reported 288 deaths in the last 24 hours. However, like many other states, Uttar Pradesh suffers from underreporting when it comes to government data. In Meerut, news laundry reporters Ayush Sivari and Basant Kumar found that government data fell short of the deaths reported at the city's largest crematorium. To know more, read their report titled, UP's Meerut is reporting seven times fewer COVID deaths. Reports such as these, as well as our podcasts, ground reports, interviews, and videos, take time and resources. And during these unprecedented times, we look to our readers for support now more than ever. So, if you aren't a subscriber already, head over to our website and help fund our endeavor to bring you the stories that matter. Our lowest subscription starts at only 300 rupees a month. The Supreme Court today said that the media cannot be stopped from reporting on oral observations made by the judges in court. The top court was hearing a plea by the Election Commission against the Madras High Court's observation that the poll body should be booked on charges of murder for allowing rallies to continue in spite of the massive second wave of the pandemic. The bench of Justices D.Y. Chandrachud and M.R. Shah said, and I quote, The media is powerful and communicating what happens in court. Not only are judgments, but raising of questions, answers, and dialogues is a concern for citizens. Media not reporting observations is far-fetched, end quote. The bench also made it clear that it cannot interfere with the oral observations made by high courts. It added that such dialogue between the bar and the bench was an essential facet of the judicial process. The court said, and I quote, We wish the media should report fully of what is happening in court. It brings accountability, end quote. During the hearing, senior advocate Rakesh Dilvedi said that the election commission was pained by the high court's observations and that the EC was not given an opportunity to explain. While the Supreme Court agreed that the high court's murder charges remarks were quite strong, it said that they might have been made out of anguish and frustration. The court then reserved its order till Thursday. According to Bar and Bench, Justice Chandrachud said, and I quote, tell ECI that the intention is not to run down an institution. In our order, we will clarify that institutions have to be strengthened, end quote. The assembly elections have finally drawn to a close. Here are some highlights. In West Bengal, Mamta Banerjee took the TMC to a historic win. However, in Nandigram constituency, she was narrowly edged out by her former TMC lieutenant turned BJP leader, Subendu Adhikari. Banerjee can still take over as chief minister, but will have to get elected in the next six months to continue in the post. Article 164.4 of the Constitution states, and I quote, A minister who for any period of six consecutive months is not a member of the legislature of the state shall at the expiration of that period cease to be a minister, end quote. 
if she is not elected at the end of six months, then she will lose the ministership. This was the case with Adityanath in UP as well. He was not an MLA when he took over as Uttar Pradesh's CM in 2017 and was elected as an MLC within six months. In Assam, the BJP together with its allies are all set to return to power for a second consecutive term. Incumbent Assam Chief Minister Sarbananda Sonwal thanked Prime Minister Narendra Modi for his dynamic leadership and unconditional help that he had been rendering to the state of Assam since 2014. BJP Minister Himanta Biswa Sarma said, and I quote, Today's verdict is the clear mandate given by the people of Assam to protect our civilization and culture. Along with that, this mandate is people's blessing and support for the development that is ongoing under Prime Minister Modi's leadership, end quote. Jailed peasants' rights activist Akhil Gokoi won the Sipsagar constituency in the Assam Assembly elections. Gokoi has been in jail since December 2019 after he staged a sit-in protest against the Citizenship Amendment Act. In Kerala, the LDF will return for a second term while the DMK will form government in Tamil Nadu. In Puducherry, PNR Congress, Bharatiya Janata Party and AIA-DMK Alliance emerged victorious in the Puducherry Assembly polls. The All India and our Congress secured 10 seats and about 25.8% of the total vote share, while the BJP won six, about 13%. The AIA-DMK drew a blank, but managed to garner 4.14% of the total votes. According to a monthly survey, India's manufacturing sector activity was largely flat in April, as rates of growth for new orders and output eased to eight-month lows amid the intensification of the COVID-19 crisis. The seasonally adjusted IHS Market India Manufacturing Purchasing Managers Index, or PMI, was at 55.5 in April, little change from March's reading of 55.4. In PMI parlance, a reading above 50 means expansion, while a score below 50 denotes contraction. Pollyanna de Lima, Economics Associate Director at IHS Market said, that the surge in COVID-19 cases could dampen demand further when firms' financials are already susceptible to the hurdle of rising global prices. The survey, however, noted that while output and sales increased at the slowest rate since August due to an intensification of the COVID-19 crisis, there was a faster upturn in international orders. New export orders increased for the eighth consecutive month in April and at the fastest rate since October 2020. The survey said that the rise was associated with a pickup in international demand for Indian goods. Al Jazeera reported that at least eight people have been killed in Myanmar after security forces opened fire on some of the biggest protests against the military rule in days, three months after a coup plunged the country into political turmoil. Thousands of people in towns and cities across the country joined the protests on Sunday, calling for the global Myanmar Spring Revolution. Rallies in support of the anti-coup protests also took place outside Myanmar. The organizers said in a statement, and I quote, shake the world with the voice of Myanmar people's unity, end quote. The military seized power from the elected government of Aung San Suu Kyi and the ruling National League for Democracy in a coup on February 1st, triggering a civil disobedience movement of strikes and mass protests. The Assistance Association for Political Prisoners, which is monitoring the situation, said that security forces have killed at least 765 protesters since the coup, while some 4,609 people have been arrested. 
that's all the news we have for you today stay safe and hold on during these trying times see you tomorrow all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.